Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. All right. Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast. This is your host, Brandon Allen, and I want to welcome you to the show. Thanks for listening. And I'm going to piggyback off of last week's conversation and I'm a little worried that maybe last week's podcast sounded a little bit like a kind of an old man, get off my lawn type of rant. So I apologize if it sounded like that, but, uh, you know, just something that I really felt like was a, a, a situation that needed to be addressed so that people can really take advantage of coaching. Now, I want to piggyback on part one of how to use a coach with a part two. And one thing I, I, I want people to know and understand because a lot of people who uh, listen to this show or people who either work with me or people who are maybe potentially investigating working with me. And one of the things that I really try to do with my coaching is to create a space to help you find your business formula for success, your personal success formula and what that looks like. Because of that, I don't do cookie cutter, pre-packaged, type of things. What I do is customize the work that we do to your particular situation so that you get specific results. And, uh, you know, I, not that I'm against cookie cutter programs or, or different things like that, but the problem is, is it's hard to get results when those, re- when that information isn't tailored to your specific situation. The, the other piece to this is there's a lot of gurus, coaches, consultants out there that feel like, look, I've got the formula for success. I've got the formula for how you email market. I've got the formula for how you market online. I've got the formula for how you do SEO. I've got the formula for how you lead, how you manage, how you sell, you name it. There's a lot of gurus out there that just say, look, I've got it. I've, I have, I have decoded the matrix. I've got the solution. I've got the formula. And if you just follow my formula to the T, you, sir, will be successful too. Problem with that is a lot of people buy those programs, they try it, and what they realize is that shit doesn't work. Then they get disillusioned, they get frustrated, they're either pissed at the guru, they're mad at themselves, and hey, listen, I don't want to say any names, okay, but listen... I know that there's programs out there. For instance, let's say that you want to invest in real estate and you invest in real estate and you've got this real estate guru who's made hundreds of millions of dollars in real estate. No, they really haven't. But how they really make money is selling you on how to buy and sell real estate, even though they have never made money buying and sell real estate. But if you buy my program, I promise you that's how it works, right? I promise you that's how it works. So you buy the program, you get excited, and then your coach happens to be an 18-year-old kid who's never owned a piece of real estate, who's flipping through a notebook, trying to help you with your questions and get you on the right path to real estate, right? How do I, how do I get you on the winning track? And there's a big problem with that. And there's a lot of gurus that try to present information like that. But here's the thing. Success. I love this. Hugh McLeod, who wrote the, who wrote the, I say wrote the book. I mean, there's some writing in it, but Hugh is an illustrator. You know, he wrote the, the 30, ignore everybody and 37 other keys to creativity. And, you know, in, and I don't know if it's in this book, but I know one of his cartoons is 
what people think success looks like. And it's like a straight line trajectory. And then he says what it really looks like. And it's like, it starts out straight and then it's like squiggly all over the damn place. And then it, you know, it comes out on the other side and that's the truth. That's really what success looks like. Success is messy. It's not a clean one, two, three, ABC. Here's how it goes. How I'm successful is going to be different from how you're successful. And that's going to be different from how someone else is successful. It's really hard to replicate someone else's success. We have to find our own path. And that's what I try to do in my coaching and consulting is really help people find their path in their formula for success. Because in the end, I want you to run your business, not my business. Because I people always ask me, well, tell me what to do, Brandon. And I say, listen, I'll tell you what to do. But do you want to run my business? Or do you want to run your business? Now, no one ever wants to run my business. I don't take that personally. But typically they say, look, I would rather run my business. Like, great. That's what I'm going to teach you to do. So here's the thing. If you really want to get the most out of coaching, the first question to ask is, how can you use this to help your own team be productive and find their own success formula? So as you're diving into your own personal success as a leader or as a business owner, and you're learning your success formula, how can you turn around and now help your own team be successful? And how can you help them find their success formula? And when I look at management, this is one of the number one things that people overlook. And I just touched on it in a podcast is that we think that there's our way to do it. And we forget to ask about how people work and what their own success formula is, knowing that everyone has different skills, interests, motivations, Combine all those together and we're going to, you know, you're, we're going to start putting the pieces in place for this success formula. And what we're going to realize is our people aren't us and the way that they're successful is completely different. So we've got to help them find that success formula for themselves. And it's going to look different from yours. But how can you use the principles that you learn from coaching and turn around and help someone apply that to their own life? The second piece is spend some time and think and get self-aware and think about how you can encourage others to do the same. So if you want to maximize a coaching relationship and you want to help other people maximize their own coaching relationships, it all comes down to self-awareness. And I've always got to be thinking about what the next step is. And, and this is something that really, it still jams me up, even though it shouldn't as a coach, I should know better. But sometimes I ask people, hey, what's the next step or what do you want to get done? And it's just, it's blank. They're like, I don't know. I don't know what's next. And I think that's crazy because I could give you a hundred things that I would love to do tomorrow that I can't do tomorrow, but that I would do to change either myself or something in my business to make it better. There is no limit to the list of things that I would grow, change, or develop about myself or my business in order to move it forward. But here's the problem as leaders, if I'm not self-aware if I'm not thinking about what's coming up for me, why it's coming up, how I'm feeling about things, why I think that that's a product of what I'm doing, I can't have a breakthrough. And if I'm not able to do that, and a lot of times it's because we're unwilling to do it, we're shut off to it. But if I'm shut off to it, I can't expect my team to turn around and try to do that as well, right? I can lead people to where I've never been, but I can't lead them to where I'm unwilling to go. So if I think about what it is that I'm doing and how self-aware I am, I've got to think about, hey, how can I encourage my team to really get more self-aware? Because a self-aware team uh, teammate 
is going to be someone who's going to really work in their greatness and they're going to work to their maximum potential. Just like if you're more self-aware, you're going to work more towards your greatness and more to your ultimate potential. And sometimes we get afraid of this because it's like, what if I, what if I inspire someone to greatness? What if I help them unlock something about themselves and they realize that their next step is out the door of my office and they're going to find a new job? What if that happens? And I always think about this and I, and I always, and this is, maybe it's not a good analogy and it maybe isn't even funny, but I always think about Ike Turner when people say stuff like this, because all I can think about is how that sounds like an abusive relationship and how you're literally in some way trying to hold that person down from discovering more about themselves. So they'll be stuck in a relationship with you that isn't good for them long-term. And here's what I've always thought about as a leader. If it's good for the person, it's good for me. If it's what they need, if it's what they want, if it's what's best for them, wherever that takes them, it's best for me in the long run. I promise you, if you adopt that formula, you will always have success with regards to your team. So the last thing, be aware of people who insist that you do it their way. I am not a fan of the consultants, and I've seen some high-powered, really smart, successful consultants go into businesses that I've either had friends that have run it or they've been clients of mine that have come in, completely ignored the culture, ignored their way of doing things, and said, this is how you do it. And then throw in a pouty fit to say, if you don't do it my way, then we're not going to work together. Right, They hold that fear over their head because apparently that's the only way they can create influence with someone is through fear. Now, listen, I know we've seen the, the movies like or the shows like Bar Rescue or Restaurant Impossible. But listen, the majority of coaching and consulting is not where someone has to make a dire decision now or they're going to lose their business tomorrow. Most coaching and consulting doesn't come that way. Why? Because most coaches and consultants don't work unless they get paid. So if I don't think I'm going to get paid, I'm not going to work. Now, they may take upside and things like that, and that's great. But look, even in that case, I would not tell someone either you do this or you don't. What I would say is, hey, listen, if you want results, then you've got to do something different. If nothing changes, then nothing changes. And I'll invite them to change, but I won't insist that they do so. Because in doing that, again, now I've created my way without helping them find their way. I would be very leery of working any with any coach or consultant that insists that their way is the only way. I would be remiss in telling you that my way of strategy is the only way to do strategy. Because there are tons of different ways to look at strategy. There's just one that I like and that I utilize. So, when you work with a coach or a consultant or you're working with a mentor, beware of someone who just insists, hey, you better do it my way or else. So think about that as, as you're working with a coach, as you're doing your own coaching for your team. How can you do that more effectively? How can you take advantage of it better so it serves you at a higher level? So again, I want you, I want to thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you haven't subscribed in iTunes yet, do it. If you haven't checked us out on Stitcher yet, 
please do so there as well. If you like the show, if you thought it was valuable, if you think someone else would benefit, please share it with them. And also, one last thing, if you haven't rated it in iTunes or Stitcher, please do that as well. I appreciate all the help. So again, thank you for listening to this week's show. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on newworkrevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.